Yes, sir, we promised you a great man right here. Andre! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world. My name is Peter Rosenberg. In Philadelphia, where I do not know whether or not he's consuming Crown Jewel, I'm guessing he's not, would be the physically large SGG. Oh my God. How are you, Greg? Um, not consuming Crown Jewel, uh, a show that is being started by Hulk Hogan. Um, SGG, what's going on in the world of sports entertainment this week? Well, Crown Jewel being on, you know, I had, uh, we were supposed to record this before it started, and the first news item that I had was, uh, Hulk Hogan is scheduled to appear. I wasn't sure if that was or wasn't going to happen, even though, you know, um, when pro wrestling sheet says something's gonna happen, typically it happens. But um so that's a fact. Hulk Hogan's now hosting Crown Jewel as we speak. Um but on a on a brighter note, you know, we touch on Hulk Hogan enough over here. Everybody knows how we feel about it. Um NXT takes over Evolve. Um this past weekend, while the Evolution pay per view was going on, some NXT superstars showed up to um the Evolve show in Florida. And a couple of them won championships. The Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, beat the Doom Patrol for the Evolved Tag Team Championship. And then Fabian Eichner beat Shane Strickland to become the Evolved Champion. Wow, that's super interesting. Do you expect this, SGG? I'm a little too out of the nerd loop at this point, unfortunately, because I actually feel left out. But uh, did you expect I, this? I did not expect this. I did not expect this at all. Um, super interesting, really, for me. Like, it's just wild that they, these are NXT superstars. Street Profits were on NXT TV, uh, this past week. And now they have championships, um, in Evolve. Wow. Very interesting. I wonder how that plays out over time. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's like you said, that's the only word, that's the only word for it is interesting. Uh, now, SGG, before we move on, there is some business we have to handle. First of all, our our producer, Kyrie, is actually here this week. Hey, Kyrie. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, he's actually in the building. Happy to be here, man. First time ever experiencing a live Cheap Heat recording. I've seen a live Cheap Heat, which was amazing. Well, well, Kyrie, we're happy to have you and thankful for all the work you do. And you also told me that we have a favor to ask everyone, and it's not going to take too much time, um, but it is being asked by the people at ESPN. So we are asking our listeners right now to go to podcast.study and fill out a quick anonymous survey. Um, podcast.study. Um, just head over there real quick and uh, fill out a quick survey. That's going to supposedly uh, help everyone with the podcast, how we do advertising, and things of that nature. So go over to podcast.study uh, and do that. Did I do that right, Kyrie? Yes. Perfect. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Kyrie, you could end up in the Black Power Rangers Yeah, I, I think so. It's a I strong – it's looking likely. 
Nothing would make me more happy because CB4 is one of my favorite movies and because <laughs> who wouldn't want to be in the Black Power Ranking? Well, <laughs> m- 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 Midge. All right, SGG, what else is going on? And uh, Ronda Rousey topped the PWI's Top 100 Women's Wrestlers for 2018 this year. Uh, you know how they do the PWI 500 wow. for the men? She's number one on the women's list. And, and wow. shockingly, well, well, really not shockingly, though. Becky Lynch is not top 10. Well, that'll change next year. It's still a little crazy. I guess it's not crazy given the way the whole, whole year was. Right. Um, but I guarantee you it's different for next year. But are, are you surprised? I'm a little surprised to hear Ronda at number one. Same. I mean, she's had a handful of matches. I mean, she's been doing really well. But number one just feels high. I, I could see top three maybe definitely top five but number one just feels like whoa especially for pwi if you want to think it was wwe's list i would have expected that right P- yeah pwi put her in at, at number one which is wild and yeah i don't rem- i don't know what like the dates are for the you know that they chose for the year but even still she debuted at wrestlemania which was in April. So that's what? Six months? And listen, she, and she's had a couple of great matches, including at Evolution this week. She's had some great matches, but still, that's yeah, wild. For six, seven months to top the list of uh, best wrestlers in the world. It's kind of crazy. Well, it's good to know that PW, PWI is exci- as excited about Ronda Rousey as WWE is yeah. apparently. I mean, to be fair, they, um, all, they sell in magazines, so that's probably part of what it is. Yeah, I mean, everyone's got a job to do. Yeah. Um, all right, what else? And that's all I have for Outside of the Ring. So we can go right into um, Evolution Recap, SmackDown Raw. Uh, and what did and what did you make of Evolution? I, I know you were on the more enthusiastic side than someone. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a fun show. The tag matches were fun. Everything was presented well. And then I, I liked the pacing of it, too. I, I really enjoyed that Battle Royal. Um, Ember Moon got to shine and show... Show why she's in the position she's in in the Battle Royal. Um, I think Nia winning makes sense. Um, the NXT women's match delivered. The title match. The Charlotte and Becky gave us an instant classic. I mean, let's be honest. That's easily match of the year, if not more. Probably It probably goes right up there with um, Sasha and Bayley for best women's match ever. And then Nick, Nikki wow. Bella... High praise from the SGG. Oh, yeah. It, it was a phenomenal match. And then uh, Nikki Bella, she, to me, uh, silenced the naysayers. Because, you know, whenever the Bella Twins music hits, you know, there's a, a strong contingent of fans and, you know, wrestling writers and journalists who are quick to say that they can't wrestle and they don't belong. But I feel like Nikki Bella carried Ronda to a, a, a really enjoyable match. Uh, I agree too, uh, Greg. I think it was a great moment for Nikki Bella, um, and it was a pretty undeniable one, and and a good moment for Ronda Rousey. You know, who still has to put things together. I mean, Mania was great. Um, the last one was pretty good, but we know that the Alexa Bliss uh, title win she had was not great. So certainly there were question marks. I had concerns about Nikki Bella's health and being in a match with someone as new as Ronda Rousey. 
Um, but all said and done, it was great. But to be honest, you're right. It all does pale to Becky and Charlotte. Um, that is a match we will remember for a very, very long yeah. time. They up the, they up the ante. It wasn't just like stunts and big violent spots. It wasn't just that. It's, it was the way the whole match played out. Um, this is one of the most fun things going on in wrestling today. Maybe the best thing. There's a reason it occupies so much time on SmackDown, but career moment for Becky Lynch and right up there for Charlotte. Absolutely. As well. And it just like, like you said, um, none of it was wasted. No moment was wasted in that match. Every, everything made sense. Um, and everything looked, they really brought the brutality and like right down to the end when Charlotte was like on her fingertips and her toes trying to get back to her feet and just couldn't. It was just like you felt it by the end of that match. Yeah, it was, it was special. You know, I gotta tell you, I did, um, it, it the, the pay-per-view got off to a weird start because the, we, you would agree the throwback six woman tag left a little to be desired. The, um, the Charlotte, not Charlotte, the Sasha, Natalia Riot Squad match? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I apologize. Sorry. The throwback tag match to start the night. Not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got the feel-good win that we wanted, though. Um, the Trish and Lita feel-good win. But I think I think Alexa not being able to perform um, changed the dynamics of that match. And it, it sort of showed a little bit. Yeah, it was just a little rough. Um, for a variety of reasons. But then I really thought things picked up. I thought the Riot Squad match was fun. Um, I, I did think the production of the event felt, felt small, Greg, from, from where we initially had the event sort of presented to us, how big it was. It did feel like it ended up sort well, of small. It was reported afterwards that, um, the crew that does handles production for NXT takeovers, were um were on duty for evolution so maybe that might be it um maybe that might explain it you know even with like the way that you know the arena lights were and everything like that it all just yeah it all just kind of felt that way it did it did it, it, i don't even know if it felt as big as a takeover i mean by the time um, charlotte and becky were done with us it felt bigger than a takeover for sure yeah, that's a, that's a good point. But yeah, like it was a really good show, but it didn't get, you know, the original treatment this thing got was just so big. And when it came down to it that day, to me, it didn't feel that big. You know what's big, Greg? What's up? Being able to send things and not go to the post office. Now, these days you can get almost everything on demand, like podcasts, shows, everything. So guess what? You can even get postage on demand with stamps. Yes, head over to stamps.com right now and get all the services of the post office right from your home. You can buy and print real U.S. postage for any letter or package, all available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Click, print, mail, boom, you're done. Stamps.com will even send you the digital scale. Super easy, super convenient. So what you want to do is head over to stamps.com right now, click on the radio microphone at the top of the page, and type in the word HEAT. All right, they will give you a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Stamps.com, before you do anything, click that microphone and type in the word heat. That's stamps.com and the word heat. Do it today. 
Um, SGG, did you enjoy the uh, close to the um, May Young? Oh, yeah, I did. I, I had Yoshirai winning that match, but um, so in that respect, I'm a little disappointed just because I wasn't right, but I enjoyed that match. And, um, and yeah, that NXT women's title match as well. I mean, it, it got overshadowed immediately by Becky and Charlotte, but that was also a solid match with a solid ending that told a solid story for a, a rivalry that people have been enjoying this year. I agree. I mean, like I said, I really think when you look at the card up and down, it was solid. Um, it's just, I think the reason a lot of people, not a lot, the reason some people, at least in our group chat, I didn't talk to that many people, um, were a little underwhelmed at first, I do think was because of the overall feel and production more so than the matches yeah, themselves. Yeah, I, I agree. If that makes sense. I agree because um, it's it's hard judging it based on the matches itself. It's hard to say that that pay-per-view was not enjoyable and that it didn't deliver all the things that we love about um, about wrestling. What it didn't have was the feel of a big pay-per-view minus once you take away like the hype of uh, of the promos and everything like that. It didn't have the pageantry. And I go back and forth about whether or not like, you know, what that means for me. Um, if you asked me a couple of days ago, it felt like it was a little not upsetting, but unfortunate that it didn't get get that much because then that would have put it on par with the pay-per-view. But then on the other hand, I, I sort of like that it didn't have all the pageantry because then it lets you focus on uh, the women in the ring and the talent. And, you know, they really bought it. And there was nothing that would take away from what they did inside the ring and around the arena if you're talking about Charlotte and uh, Becky. So from that to Monday Night Raw, SGG, take us, give us a little uh, recap of what you thought in the week that was before everyone's favorite pay-per-view. <laughs> Monday Night Raw for me left, um, it honestly left a lot to be desired this week. I, I don't think that anything really, really stood out besides, um, you know, replacing, replacing John Cena with Bobby Lashley, which I know I, for one, I, I had my eye on how they were going to do that or if they were going to do that because it was being reported last week that John Cena um, didn't want to go to Saudi forever for the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. So, you know, I, I, I like the way they did that. And then, you know, you had Seth and Dean, which even though it was just a promo, I think that was the highlight of the night uh, for me, at least. And um, I didn't even get through SmackDown. I got like half a SmackDown. Well, you got the good half, though. You got you got the street fight. The, the trick or trick or treat fighter or whatever they called it, um, and then you was it, uh, was it trick, or, trick or street fight, and then you got Daniel Bryan and, and AJ Styles, which oh man man oh man that was that was um, a really good match, and oh my god, it, it, it leads me to a question that I have for you. Do you Go think it, would it be reading too much into it? To say that, you know, Daniel Bryan losing clean to AJ Styles, but not only losing clean, but tapping out is a, is, is a sign of him being punished or, or something of that nature for not 
going to the Saudi Arabia show or not wanting to go to the Saudi Arabia show? Listen, it obviously could be, but it also could just be a means to an end. Um, and it's not like AJ Styles getting a win over Daniel Bryan isn't credible. So I think it's hard to say. It's an, it's easy to say, actually. Excuse me, it's certainly easy to assume. But I think it's hard to know the actual answer. Yeah. How could we know? I mean, yeah, it could be. But also, even if that wasn't the case and he just needed to be out of the match for another reason, that still could have been the route they took, no? Yeah. I know people felt like that he could have just had AJ pin him. But um, I felt like the tap out was sort of a statement. Well, at least that's the way people are presenting it. I, I don't. I really don't know what to think about it. I can certainly see it being a punishment, but um, you really don't know, like you said. Well, I'll tell you what. I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it! I mean... Thank you. Take it easy, man. Take it easy. I love that you have that last part of Terry Funk in there. Sometimes you got to tell people, take it easy, man. Um, but you do have to be thankful. I mean, listen, we all wanted, when we all wanted Daniel Bryan to come back, we dreamed of things like getting to see him have a match with AJ Styles. That's what we got. And it really did deliver, too. Hey, Kyrie, did you watch uh, wrestling this week? I did not. Sorry. Wow. When was the last time you watched, Kyrie? I know, it's bad. Oh, man. You're hurting you got, me. Yeah, I know. Now, now I feel bad because I'm on the spot. <laughs> it's been a while, huh? It's been a while, man. It's been a while. I, I was a big fan, I got to tell you, of the Harlem Heat, though. Okay. Oh WCW God. days. That, All right. That's a, that's a long time ago. But, but Booker See, it's managing, it's managing manager of general. Excuse me. So it's been a little while. It's been a little while. And I should, honestly, I should be more... Uh, uh, astute, I guess is the, maybe that's not the right word, but I should pay attention more to what's going on being that I'm producing and helping to produce this show. So I'll take that as, you know, a public shaming. No, and, no, and I'll be better. Please. I actually, no, no. I only thought, I only said it because I thought you'd like checked in and watched recently, but maybe it's just because you keep up from hearing the show. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I definitely listen to the show and definitely listen to, uh, I mean, and, and of course the whole crown jewel stuff, like the stuff that hits, the uh, news that hits the news. I'm like, oh my god! You're like but, that. Uh, you're like this. What? Oh my god! And and I love when you guys roast. Uh, you know who? I don't know if we say his name on this podcast or not. Uh, my guess is you mean the red and yellow. If you actually think, if you actually think, I was just the right guy at the right place at the wrong at the right time. Let me say it one more time. So you completely understand, McMahon. If you actually believe in your mind, if you actually think that I was just the right gay guy, it's confusing. At the right place, at the right time. I understand. No, yeah, we can um, say his name. Yep. We don't. Well, we listen, want Terry not- to know we're talking to him. Terry, yes, Terry. Terry. Jabroni. Um, he really did look bad today, man. I've never not. I've never not seen him like cut. He's not really cut. Even like when he showed up in WCW looking long and lean? No, no. Yeah, he does not have... He's not long and lean. 
He's like long and droopy. Man. It's not good. What you gonna do when Hulkamania run wild on you? So Maybe bummer, he's... Man. I'm gonna prove, brother, that I can beat you anywhere, anytime. Maybe he's sure. gonna realize it's not a good look and just uh, stop popping up on our TV screens on his own. Yeah, I mean, you can see Vince watching this man. He looks like crap. <laughs> and Vince will tell him, too, as soon as he comes back. You would think so. I would hope so. Here, here's a question, and I'm probably sorry, nothing. But why, why Saudi Arabia, though? I, I missed that. Money. Lots yeah. of money. Makes sense. They have, they got offered, they were offered a really, really, really high number. Has anybody reported on you know, that people, number, what the number was? I mean, there are people who speculate the whole deal is close to a billion oh, dollars. Man. Kyrie just lost his headphones when he heard that. <laughs> that's a big number. It's a big number. No matter how successful your company is, that's a big number. That's three different billion-dollar so, deals this year, isn't it? With the For Raw, for SmackDown, and now for these shows. Yeah, that's why the stock's doing pretty well. Um, I don't know, though. This whole thing didn't feel very good. Um, I get it's a tough spot, but it just hasn't felt good. And then Hogan starting the show. Yeah. Just, I don't know. None it, of it feels It really good. is a complicated issue, especially like, you know, a dude is dead, but then also them being a business, you know, I'm sure people running the corporation empathized and felt some type of way about that. But, you know, they have employers, I mean, employees, excuse me, that were dependent on probably some of that money. They probably expanded. They probably have things that they want to do with it. So, I don't know. It's just real complicated. It really is. It's complicated. It doesn't feel great. I can say what I would do if I was in that position, but I really don't know exactly how many moving parts there are. So it's it's sort of easy for me to not watch and to say that I wouldn't go. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. Would you, have been, would you have been more likely to go if Jeff Harvey was on the card? Another man who's been waiting anxiously with anticipation, his name is Jeff Harvey. Now, possibly. I, I can see that moving the needle over here. I'm not going to lie. Big fan of Jeff Harvey. Um, did you notice Brock Lesnar looking different this week? Um, I didn't. I did not. Yeah, some people feel he looks trimmed down on his way getting uh, getting back to UFC. Oh man, does that does that mean that we could possibly see him walk away with the Universal Championship? I don't. know. It's very possible. By the time people hear this, they may yeah, already know. I mean, nothing, nothing would make Vince happier, right, than to have Brock Lesnar with the Universal Championship on one shoulder and then the UFC Championship on another. Yeah, we really went into detail with the evolution, and like I said, this the weekend wrestling wasn't really, besides the the standout match that um, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles had, the weekend wrestling really did leave a little bit much to be desired for me. Um, we could talk about Seth and Dean if you want and where that storyline might go. I do think if where I think the story is going to go, it is very interesting. Um, 
it is interesting regardless actually i should just say that i was i was really intrigued on monday um i just i wonder what dean was going to say what what do you expect what are your expectations well, he showed up with a mic in his hand right so like he definitely had something that he wanted to say but i i i think from my overanalyzing of the little bit that we have in the story so far i feel like seth is reading him all wrong and i i think that his problem with Seth isn't necessarily the fact that um, Seth turned four years ago, even though that could be part of it. But I think it's the fact that he he may be feeling like, you know, Seth wasn't as close with him as Roman was. You know what I mean? And like maybe Roman was the glue holding them together. And now that Roman's gone, um, him and Seth. They was just ripe for an implosion, and especially when, when Seth told him like, you know, you're you're a heartless lunatic. I feel like he he misread that. I feel like it's actually the opposite that Dean has so many emotions running through him that that's what he chose to do about it. All right, Greg, real quick, let's get one last word from our sponsor, and then mailbag, Black Power rankings, and more. Uh, do you have your own business? Are you trying to find the right people to work for you? Well, guess what? There are job sites that send you tons of the wrong resumes to sort through, and that's not smart. There are job sites that make you wait for the right candidates to apply to your job. That's not smart. You know what's not smart? Using relatives to do work while you look for staff. No. You want to know what's smart? ZipRecruiter.com slash cheap heat to go find the right person. Yes, ZipRecruiter.com slash cheap heat. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's powerful matching technology, scans through thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply so you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers across the U.S., all right? Coming from trusted sites like Trustpilot with over a 1,000 reviews. And right now, our listeners, go to ZipRecruiter for free and get hooked up. ZipRecruiter.com slash cheap heat. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash cheap heat. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, Greg, how about you hit us with those black power rankings with special guest Kyrie? Oh, yeah. Not only special guests, but I mean, I got to throw him an honorable mention, right? Um, so honorable mention, producer Kyrie for all, all his work that he does behind the scenes to keep this podcast going and running smoothly. You know, welcoming you to the building. The only way I know how to do with the honorable mention on the Black Power Rankings this week. Speech. Speech. Man, I, I knew today was going to be a good day for some reason. Yeah, I had to come through for you, man. And um, in at number three, Ricochet. Um, I don't know if you watched NXT this week, but if you didn't, you got to see the brawl that closed out this week's episode. Um, it started off with a Undisputed Era promo. And they were attacked by War Raiders, four on two. And just when Undisputed Era start to get the better of War Raiders, Ricochet comes out of nowhere to make the save, sort of even the odds. And um, I'm not gonna lie, the, uh, this week NXT ended probably with the best ending I've ever seen in an episode. That bro was wild. Uh, Pete Dunne made the run in, and then to cap it all off, William Regal announced formally that it would be War Raiders, Ricochet, and Pete Dunne against the Undisputed Era in War Games to give us something to look forward to uh, Survivor Series weekend. But for his part in the brawl and the wild action that ensued, Ricochet is coming in at number three. And in at number two is Ember Moon, 
who, like I said earlier, had a really good showing in that battle royal. It came down to uh, her and Nia Jax, and you almost thought for a second that Ember would win the battle royal, but when she didn't, um, you didn't feel too disappointed because we know she has a bright future ahead of her. So Ember Moon's coming in at number two for her performance at the History Making Evolution pay-per-view in this week's Black Power Rankings. And at number one, um, Street Profits. Uh, it's hard to deny um, Montez and um, oh my god, I'm blanking on his partner's name. So we might have to edit, we might have to edit that out. But the Street Profits are an amazing tag team. Um, they're doing really well. Dawkins, Angelo Dawkins is his tag team partner's name. Oh my God, please forgive me. Um, but they are tag team champs. Not in NXT yet, but this could be a sign of things to come. Um, and this week they also had a great match in NXT against the Mighty, where they reclaimed some stolen property from the Mighty. So Street Profits are having a big week. They got their gold chains back. They got their cup back. They got their crown back. And now they have championship gold to go with it. So it, for all of that, coming in number one, Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, the Street Profits. Man, kind of a shame to say that I don't know who the Street Profits are, but I definitely need to find out because they're number one in the BPR. Oh, yeah, you definitely do. You definitely do. So, 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 so break down to me about them getting their get they got their chain snatched with <laughs> like some they uh, did they did Talib get their chain so snatched i think it was either last month or earlier this month um they got their chain snatched by this group called the mighty um team from australia who they've been all around the world they're actually in nxt for a couple of years and um you know injuries had them set back a little bit but they come back they got a new attitude and they ran afoul of the street profits uh they stole this they stole their chains they stole this solo cup that the Street Profits, you know, walk around with. And they've been without without their gear for a little bit. They've been a bit naked. And then this week, uh, they had a tag team match with the Mighty. And the Mighty comes out with the gold chains on and with the Street Profits cup. Basically taunting them. That's very disrespectful. disrespectful. <laughs> and then at the end of the match, um, hard fought match, by the way, Street Profits pulled out the win with the frog splash by Montez Ford and then Angelo Dawkins reclaimed the gold, reclaimed the cup. They went to the crowd and celebrated. Um, it's a lot of fun. I, and I'm not going to lie with the vignettes that they did to introduce the street profits back in the day. I wasn't sure how I would feel about them, but I'm really having a lot of fun watching these guys, watching them grow, watching, watching their gimmick. Um, and just seeing the way they celebrate with the crowd is is a lot of fun. I haven't had the pleasure of watching them live yet, but um, I do think big things are to come for them, so it's only a matter of time before I see them at a TakeOver or a Raw or a SmackDown. But yeah, Street Profits, you know, you said you like Harlem Heat, and they they sort of give me that vibe a little bit of like a fun tag team. They're not as as powerful, you know, their style in the ring is different, but, mm, but their connection okay. with the crowd is really sort of similar um, with what they bring to the table. Man, book the energy that Booker T used to bring, especially like uh, this is what late nineties. So he's bringing that hip hop flavor to WCW, <laughs> and uh, him and his brother Stevie, was Ray, Stevie yeah. Ray, right? Yo, and like I mean, I wasn't really a big fan of the, uh, of the outfits, you know, the the, the patent leather. Hot yeah, I didn't get, get that either, but, but I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but yo, it's like. 
you know, you got these, you got these brolic dudes, man, and they, and they coming in the ring and they, they're doing their thing, but they bring in that Harlem, that, that street flavor, that Harlem flavor, that, that swag, especially back then. It was like, man, yo, who yeah. are these dudes? But I, I don't know if they, I don't know if there's a black power ranking alumni group, but I would definitely, uh, nominate. Especially oh yeah, Booker T is is easily a first ballot Black Power Rankings Hall of Famer, um, <laughs> easily. And it's like you said, man, they just had a different vibe to them than all the other teams. And and you know, me being from Harlem, like it it felt authentic even to me. You know, I I didn't even realize until much later that you know they both had like these weren't Harlem accents that either one of them had. Um, <laughs> but but as a kid though, hearing that they were from like one tenth street in Harlem, New York, I'm just like, that's right up the way, right there. I can get there. I can walk there from where I am. It's just like I connected with them right right, right, right. away. So it, let me ask you, Greg, is this a thing? Is is the Black Power ranking alumni or Hall of Fame? Is this a thing, or is it something we can create? Well, we have we have a Hall of Famer already. Um, a young and by young, I mean like maybe one or two years old, a young fan named Piper, who's the first inductee into the Black Power Rankings Hall of Fame. And, you know, New Day, oh, New awesome. Day is has been a staple in the Black Power Rankings. Um, every other week they're on here. They almost made it this week for the, you know, for celebrating Halloween, the, the mage way they did. Last year, um, they all played different versions of... Um, Kama, uh, aka the Godfather, aka the Good Father, aka Papa Shango. Oh, oh yeah, I remember yeah, they him. All did, they Pimp exactly, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, he was their costume last year. <laughs> all the different gimmicks that he had, and then this year they came out as the wow. Brood, and it was I, I I didn't realize how much I enjoyed that theme song until I heard it hit and saw Kofi. <laughs> Biggie and Xavier come out as um, Edge, Christian, and Gangrel. So they almost made it off the strength of their Halloween costumes, to be honest with you. But, you know, New Day, I'm, I might just set them into the Hall of Fame. And, and by might, I mean I'm 98% sure I'm going to set them into the Hall of Fame and just mm. let them, you know, enjoy the Black Power rankings that way and make, make some room for the upcoming talent. You know, a, another tag team like the Street Profits or Bianca Belair, or Ember Moon, uh, or you know Naomi, you know, just put the New Day, enshrine them once for all in the in the Black Power Rankings Hall of Fame. I gotta I gotta make a confession, Greg, to you and to uh, the millions of Cheap Heat fans. Papa Shango, as when I was a young lad, that is one wrestler that scared everything out of me. With the things that he used to yeah. do, like no, me too. I, I'm pretty sure you remember when, he, when he made was it the it Ultimate was. Warrior just start bleeding from the crown of his head? It was. Oh man, good good time. Yeah, man. he was like. <laughs> see, people think of the Undertaker as like this terrifying wrestler, and the Undertaker sort of was, but in like, in like a Michael Myers kind of way. You know what I mean, like. Almost sort of campy. Mm. Like he would stare and he would sit up. And Undertaker had this thing where he was like impervious to pain a little bit. And um, mm -hmm. 
you know, the dark circles around the eyes. So that was scary. I'm not taking anything away from Undertaker and that character. But Papa Shango, like, legitimately did things. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the lights would go off. And, and I, I don't know if people don't think much of that today, especially with the way the Undertaker uses it. You know, the lights going off and pyro and things like that. But the lights didn't go off Pop, when Papa Shango did it. That's when, like, that's oh, when you knew it was real. Like, it, it, he was the first one to do it and do it in that way and use it to show, like, some type of supernatural abilities. And, yeah, it was scary, man. There's no shame. There's no shame at all. <laughs> if, if people are ashamed of you, then they're ashamed of us. Because I can say, too, like, Papa Shango was a scary dude. Yeah, pa- Papa Shango was a different level. What, how about, uh... Where's Kamala these days? Oh man, I don't know. Kamala could easily be a Black Power Rankings Hall of Famer too. He was just like, and you talk about it, these characters, man. The character work when we were growing up is just on a different level, and they don't get the respect because that uh, you mean. Oh yeah, that era wasn't it isn't held as highly as you know the Attitude Era or even the era before it with the Hulkamania. But, but Kamala too, man. Like you, they just. These great characters. Yeah, man, we need we, we need to you know bring these br- bring some of these characters back, man. Bring it back to uh, well, I guess that's what the Black Power Wrecking Hall of Fame is is is, is about. Yeah, for sure. And um, you know the Boogeyman too. I don't know if you remember the Boogeyman. He came a little bit later, but he brought a Papa Shango type of vibe to to WWE too, man. Like he came out, he had the weird music, his look was kinda crazy. He would eat worms, face was painted. Oh. Just like disgusting for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the those are the type of characters and those are the type of antics that leave an impression on you though. Like you like you you take those characters with you for life and that says something about the whole creation and execution of what they were trying to you know what they were trying to do oh yeah absolutely because like you said man just the mention of papa shango takes you back i i I mentioned him yeah um in reference to the new day and then the same image popped up in your head that probably popped up in everybody's head is him casting the spell on the ultimate warrior and if you remember it then those feelings come back too which are like what's happening and if you're a warrior <laughs> fan, it's like, what's happening to my guy? You know what I mean? He's laid out right now. Yeah. And, and, and nobody saw where, like, I mean, hey, maybe I wasn't as, uh, maybe I wasn't paying attention to detail as much back there. But I'm like, yo, with that blood, did nobody was pouring anything on his head. It just started streaming down his face. Where did right. that come from? And even when he made him vomit, I was just like. <laughs> This is not cool. Like to this day, I get queasy about like if somebody else is vomiting around me, I can't. It does things to me. So I was the same way back then. And just like, like, again, like you said, where did this come from? He didn't even touch him. He just waved his wand, shook the skulls. And then it was just like, yeah, man, like (laughs) Papa Shango, man. How about oh man the the OG now I want to make sure I was it Ron Simmons It was Ron Simmons What's up with the OG man because I remember it was a big deal he was the first black 
WCW champion. He was. Wasn't he? he was. He beat Vader of all people too. Come Vader on, was now. like a monster. R.I.P. to Vader, but oh yeah, Vader time. Yeah, Vader in those days in WCW, like I can't even think of who to compare it to. You know, I, I want to compare it to Braun, but Braun hasn't won any championships yet. Like Vader went straight to the top, dominated everybody, and then for Ron Simmons to be the one that took him down, it was sort of surprising. And like you said, first. Yeah, I remember. I, I watched that match. Yeah, I first black that world champion. Was it? It was a three point stance, yeah. right? Was it <laughs> yeah. That his, his, uh, yeah, man. Uh, football, man. He's <laughs> he's a WWE Hall of Famer, uh, Ron Simmons, and he awesome. he does pop up every once in a while. But of course, like you said, man, WWE Hall of Fame. It's only only a matter of time before he hits the Black Power Rankings Hall of Fame. Oh man, easily. Awesome. I mean, <laughs> for for that time now, people are gonna kill me on this and on on you know social media or whatever. Hit the cheap heat uh, hashtag or whatever. But for his time, for that second, Ron Simmons was the Barack Obama. <laughs> now, take that take that as you will. <laughs> it's it's sort of true though, right? I mean, Barack Obama is certainly not the first popular black politician or community organizer or you know what I mean and Ron Simmons wasn't the the first popular one either but he was definitely the first one to make it to the mountaintop you know he was the first one to to yeah. have a recognized world championship and uh, go down in the history books because that was a thing back in the day you know a lot of people held the world championship and you might be able to say you know if you find somebody old enough that they were there the night so and so won the world championship but if it isn't recognized by some governing body, whether it's the NWA or um, WWE or AWA or someone else, then it really doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It didn't. It didn't technically count. You know, it's the same reason why Ric Flair is the 16-time champion, even though 16 times. Yeah, he, woo! Even though he held he held <laughs> more than 16 times. If you go back and look at his actual world title wins and losses, but um. They don't recognize some of those wins and mm. losses. And so for Ron Simmons to do it and not just have it be something that was to pop the crowd, for that to be something that a move that they went with going forward. Um, yeah, it's big. Yeah, man, I, I'm blanking. Now. I can't think of any other Hall of Fame, maybe uh, candidates, inductees or, 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 or what have you. But this just walk through memory lane of just thinking of, you know, Kamala, Papa Shango, Ron Simmons alone has got me like, yeah, well, this was a big part of my life. When you mentioned Ron Simmons, it, it, there's obviously one more um, Black Power Rankings Hall of Famer that has to go in as well. Um, oh, man. Hold, oh, okay. It's same era, I'm, I'm assuming, right? Not not exactly. It's uh, it's sort of like Ron Simmons um, almost passed the torch to this gentleman because Ron Simmons, after a while, ended up in... Uh, WWF, they changed his name to Farouk. He formed a group called the Nation Farouk, of Domination. Right, right. We are the Nation of Domination. And one of his members. Yeah. Oh, of The course, Rock. The Rock. Yeah. Oh, come so on. If, we, okay. if we're going to okay. throw du- in. Dwayne The Rock. Exactly. Johnson, if we're going to throw in the first uh, black WCW champion, uh, NWA WCW champion, we got to throw in the first black WWE champion. And, and I know he's Samoan. And he claims Samoan and he rides out for Samoa and all of that, but The Rock is black. 
he's black, black, black. His father was the first black <laughs> tag team champion. He was the first black world yeah. champion. You can't you, separate that. You guys are taking quite a stroll. You guys are taking quite the stroll down memory lane. What do we even name the segment that just happened? I got it. This is awesome. This is this is Black Power Rankings Hall of Fame, right? So it's Black Power Rankings Hall of Fame in history. Yeah. That's where we went. It was, it was quite the stroll down memory it. lane, like you said, man. And guys, I apologize. I'm at work and I was called into a work thing. Um, but this is what this is what's great about cheap heat. You never know what you're going to get. Now, Greg, did you happen to read any mail this week? I did not. Do you want to open up uh, the email and want us to read a couple? Yeah, let's dig in. Let me me sign into the old mailbag. I don't have I don't have very long, and I apologize for this being a whack episode. Whoa, whoa! Swamped with a million things. A whack episode. Come on, me. No, 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 no. I've been whack. I've been whack. You and Kyrie have been tremendous. I apologize for me being whack this episode. I apologize. Um, Only referring to me. It was (laughs) refund. Uh, but now it's time for some m- 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 mail. So, Greg, I'll hit the first one. Uh, let's keep it simple. Zobug says, did you think Beth was better on commentary than Renee? What's your thought? Um, I don't think so. I don't. I thought I thought Renee did really well. Um, but then again, too. By the way, Renee, Renee. I'm biased, man. I really am. I think that they both bring something different to the table. Um, and they're both learning things as well. And, you know, obviously Beth is supposed to be the former wrestler. Renee is but not that. So it's a little bit different. They still have things they need to work on. I think they're both good, though. Second email is also about Renee, interestingly enough. Male. Hey, Peter and Statless Wonder, the only thing wrong with Ambrose's heel turn was this. Renee Young's silence. Don't get me wrong. She's a super likable person, but let's be honest. She doesn't add much as a face commentator. Mostly just voicing the opinion of the common fan. Thus, her silence during Dean's turn was such a huge missed opportunity. To do what? To say Um, what? I I think, speaking of missed, I think that email missed the mark a little bit. Because, I mean... Corey Graves is a he, supposedly the heel commentator, but he goes off on some heels sometimes too. I don't think there's so rigid with the face heel dynamics, but also like what was uh, Renee supposed to do besides what she did, which is sit there silently and watch in shock. Maybe this is a side of Dean Ambrose she hasn't seen before. Yeah, I, I, listen, I understand what, that people want more, and I and I do think that Renee would like to do more. I'm guessing, and. Uh, I just don't know how it gets done exactly. Um, but I think we do have to give this time. You know, people, people fell in love. People fell in love with people, people fell in love with Renee when they first heard her and they wanted more and understandably. But that doesn't mean it's perfected yet. That doesn't mean it's completely figured out the way to utilize her, particularly with her being in a relationship with a superstar. So gotta give it some time. Exactly. And, and like I said, too, the silence really added to it. Did you want Renee or Michael Cole or really anybody just on that segment yelling over top of what's happening and taking away from from what's being presented? I didn't. I don't think I, it really would have taken away from from everything. Yeah, it was it was a moment that didn't need a lot to be said. Male. 
Do you think the rumor new promotion linked to J.R. Jericho and the billionaire owner of the Jaguars has a chance to succeed and possibly compete with WWE? And two, if you were to start your own wrestling promotion, what five talents would you want to launch such a project, assuming you could pick from any promotion in the world? Thanks for taking the time and keep up the great work. All right, so number one, could it succeed? I don't know. Um, I think on paper it's exciting. And I really do think there's still room for competition in this business. But at the same time, it's not a slam dunk. Um, um, just because, I don't know, just because no one seems to do it well. But I don't know. People love New Japan. People love uh, PWG. So maybe done the right way with the right people on a big scale with money, it could be great. What it needs, though, is a good TV place. It's not going to compete if it's thrown on some random TV channel no yeah, one knows about. and... SGG, SGG. And to, just to add to that too, it, it needs the minds. You know what I mean? Like the the strong, the one thing WWE has going for it, even though Vince McMahon might get all the credit and, um, you know, he's the face of the company. He has a, a strong team of wrestling minds behind him. Um, down at NXT, he had Dusty Rhodes running the promo class, which like we'd love to see Dusty do more, but what better place for somebody like Dusty Rhodes, you know what I mean? He has Triple H, this person that was known as the Cerebral Assassin, learning everything. What better role for Triple H? He has the right people in the right spots, and it's going to come down to more than just some money and the, even a TV deal. They need more. Um. All right, Mark writes us. Mail. Love the Miz Country drop. Big intimidating men that could tear 90% of the population in half accidentally sounding like a 13-year-old child is inherently funny. We could be in the middle of Miz country. This clip of Lesnar has always made me laugh. It may not be Miz country, but it gets me every time. P.S. Dip was hilarious on the Thank You Roman episode. Also, come to a cheap heat live in Toronto for SummerSlam. Okay, let's hear what he, what he sent me. <laughs> All right, Kyrie, we got to put that in the system. That's phenomenal. Brock <laughs> Lesnar. Um, guys, I got to go to work. Again, I apologize for my subpar episode. I apologize, guys, for me being kind of half-ass on this episode, just dealing with a million things right now. Um, but thanks, everyone, for sending the love and support because I'm off social media. RosenbergBeats at gmail.com for all your wrestling questions. SGG, Kyrie, both of you guys do me a favor and stay mage this oh, yeah. weekend. Oh, yeah. And enjoy yourself.